0: Welcome to Brothers of the Half Circle, the ultimate podcast for movie lovers, pop culture enthusiasts, and TV aficionados. Join us every Friday as we dive deep into the world of entertainment, discussing the latest movie news, reviewing new releases, and sharing our thoughts on TV shows and pop culture trends. With our passion for all things entertainment, we bring a unique perspective to the table, breaking down the biggest industry news and trends, while also exploring the hidden gems and underrated masterpieces that often go overlooked. But we're not just about movies, we're also obsessed with TV shows and pop culture. From the latest streaming series to news about our favorite actors, we're here to keep you up to date on all the latest happenings in the world of entertainment. So whether you're a diehard movie buff, or just looking for a fun and informative podcast to keep you entertained, Brothers of the Half Circle is the place for you. Subscribe now and join the conversation. Welcome to Brothers of the Half Circle Podcast. This is the debut one, guys. How you doing? You feeling good? It's the feeling, feeling, feeling good. It's the It is the I'm glad that we're all here doing this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, if you're watching this, my name is Sean Minor, and I'm here with my brothers of the Half Circle, and this is our podcast. So I'm here with Mr. Andy McGowan over here. We got my good friend, Laren Hawkins, right here. Zach Hughes with the awesome laptop over here. (laughs) And Joseph Heck. And this is a special shout-out to Christian McClure, who's not with us on our first episode. R.I.P., baby. Uh, He had to work today, but that is completely okay. It's going to happen. Man, it was was bound to happen. But this is it. This is the start. I'll never forgive him for not being here. (laughs) Episode one, we are here. (laughs) Episode one, we are here. And we just want to let you know that if you are... um, wanting to listen to this podcast or you know wanting to find yourselves wanting to watch this podcast you can do so by going to our youtube channel brothers of the half circle um and then you can also find us on spotify or other uh, various podcast uh, streaming channels where you tend to listen to your spot uh, podcast so with all that being said let's jump into episode one episode one is uh something that we've kind of been working on i think for a while now um Kind of in our friend circle, we've just been wanting to talk about these topics and talk about all these just um, recurring storylines. And at the beginning of this podcast, you probably heard me talk about how we love to talk about movie and movie news and pop culture and all that stuff. And we're going to start off by doing that, by talking about our good friends at DC Comics and the DC Universe. Um, We know that that is a bit of a controversial topic. It's a bit of a controversial topic. I don't know just a world of entertainment there's been a lot of changes there's been a lot of like hirings and firings and reboots and restarts and everything like that and so we just thought that it would be um kind of fun to look back and look ahead to see um just exactly what is in store for DC what they might have going on what they might be looking to do and everything like that so Um, Without further ado, I'm just going to lay out the topics of what we're going to talk about. Um, Our first topic is going to be World's Finest, which is a look back at Superman, Batman, the movies that kind of um, started the foundation of DC Comics. And then we'll look at um, a really cool topic that I like to call uh, It's Not Who I Am Underneath, which is just basically a look at the Nolan trilogy. Um, So Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale. You know, the Dark Knight, all that stuff Heath Ledger, we're going to talk about all that Then we're going to roll into our third topic, which is You Have Failed This City, we're going to look at the Snyderverse And the Arrowverse, and Just kind of dissect uh, some of the Ups and downs that, um have come with both of those kind of running concurrently at a time and then we're gonna wrap it up with uh, what's to come for dc just here recently um james gunn and peter Safran have become the new kind of co-ceos of dc and they are leading the charge on a brand new uh universe and movie universe and animated and television wise and uh I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting. So we hope you enjoy this ride with us as we dive right in to our first topic, which is World's Finest. All right. So World's Finest. Well, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by World's Finest? What do we mean by that? Basically, what that we're talking about is how, you know, for nearly 90 years, DC has been around. They've been, you know, they were there uh, Superman's one of the first comic books to really like grace people's eyes and everything like that. Um, you know, with his debut in 1938, which is pretty crazy. That's how long Clark has been. <laughs> ages ago. Yeah, we, ages. We, we, Like, ages. So like he's obviously been, way older than us. <laughs> yes. He's been around. Um and, and it's it's really cool to to think about that. You know, I, I think that to to have the feeling that there's been a superhero who's been around that long is really cool. Um And, and basically, you know, the start for, I think where people really, really fell in love with Superman came in, um, Richard Donner's Superman from 1978, like the Superman movie that was awesome with Christopher Reeve. It led the charge, you know, it was the start of, uh, you know, something pretty amazing. It was the start of, wow, we can take these characters from the pages and we can take them to, the big screen. We can watch our characters come to life uh, from the screen or from the pages to the big screen. It's so cool. Um, and, you know, that led into Superman 2 and Superman 3 and 4. Um, and s- people have their say about those movies because, you know, some people think that they should have stopped at, you know, the quest for peace, which I think is Superman 2, I think. Um, and also, there was a Supergirl movie, I think, thrown in there kind of around was the 80s I, or so there was, was i didn't what yeah there, there's a supergirl movie yeah <laughs> okay
1: yeah
2: there's
0: a
1: supergirl movie
2: i have some research to do apparently i did not know that there was a supergirl movie. well it, it.
1: it's funny not to like jump ahead but like supergirl is also in the flash yes mm-hmm. and my my thought is that it will be different uh, it's based off, like, James Gunn is basically off of a very specific run, very specific publication of, like, I think it's, like, Supergirl.
0: Um... Yeah, I can't think of it. It's, it's actually a pretty dark storyline, actually. I think, yeah. I think oh, Supergirl's the coming Supergirl. from. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: so, a lot of the comics I've read of Supergirl were actually, she was this angry, like, hateful character. She actually became a Red Lantern, which they're uh, the emotion of hate. Yeah. So... The fact Probably that she was able to sure. do that and everything, and then she had her on-TV debut, True. Uh, the CW debut. True, yeah. And she was this happy-go-lucky girl, <laughs> and I was like, I hate this. <laughs>
1: I hate this so much. Uh, It is Woman of Tomorrow. That's the run. That's, that's right. And oh, the, okay. the sales of that comic on Amazon have just skyrocketed ever yeah. since James Gunn. Has but yeah,
0: I mean, I encourage you to go look it up. There I is a, like, 80s Supergirl movie that's out there. It was supposed to tie in with Uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman and stuff like that. It's actually Um, not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a first, kind of her first outing, you know, it's pretty cool. But then we get into, you know, uh, the late 80s, which we get Batman. Batman 89. Like, we get into the good stuff. You know, Michael Keaton, Tim Burton. That's what I grew up with. That's right. Yes. So you get Batman, you get Batman Returns. um, And then we kind of go a little you, in a different direction hey, I, still loved it. I still loved it I growing up as a kid people may not always appreciate this movie but I actually like uh Batman Forever. Yep. Like I, I like I, I like Batman, yeah, forever. Batman Forever. I actually
2: I, like that. Wait, is that the the Batman and Robin one? No, 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 no that's, that's after and Robin. That that's <laughs> after Batman and Robin. So yeah, I, Batman
1: Forever. Okay, what was the that had Val Kilmer? Yeah. So oh. it, it, Michael Keaton was supposed to be in it, I think, because it was supposed to be part of a trilogy, and Michael Keaton didn't sign back on. Forever. Well,
0: Tim Burton didn't want to come back, and also. And this will be a recurring theme that you see through this episode um, of studio heads interjecting into um, creative differences and kind of what okay. derails a film. Uh, so the studio actually wanted a more lighter, fun. Campyish tech take on batman that the, yeah. you know that Power the 60s Rangers. bat basically that the six mm. basically they wanted okay. to sell toys they wanted to sell toys yeah That's um always the motivation i mean literally like the penguin so the penguin in and uh batman returns you know was played by danny devito he was so off-putting to kids that they just for the toy they took a um they reskinned and colored a version of the penguin from like the 1960s I didn't show know that, really. yeah no so way. yeah wow. so like it was wow. so that's why like after that film and we get to batman forever and batman and robin it becomes a little bit more um like toyish and funny and cheesy and stuff like that so that's kind of the foundation of where it started for dc that's um basically the st- the start of their cinematic journey and I just want to go around and just ask <laughs> you guys and I'll start with you Joseph like I know that you said that you you enjoyed you know uh, the, those Batman films what about you know the Superman films and the Batman films in that beginning stage do you think was kind of like what impact does it have on DC as a franchise right now oh right okay for my emotions I'm gonna jump on that
3: uh I hated Superman like I did not like Superman, and it was mainly based on that mo- the movies and stuff. Like I didn't care for it as a kid. As a kid, I was just like, I don't like this. You're talking you talking know? about that Christopher Reeve movie? Yeah. right. Yeah, no, Man of Steel was great. Anyways, but um, anyways, talking about growing up as a kid and seeing Batman, like that was awesome. You know, Batman was like my favorite back when I was a kid, and so being able to watch. Uh, like, those four movies, and I would check them out from, like, the library and stuff, and so that's how I'd watch them, but, like, avoid Superman at all costs, you know, (laughs) and so, like, I grew up not liking Superman and stuff. He's, like, this overpowered guy who has, like, in my mind, one weakness, you know, that's what, like, the movies really focus on and portrayed and stuff, so I only... I don't remember watching them until... I was an adult. I went back and watched them and stuff, and I yeah. had an appreciation for them and stuff. So I got out of my little bubble and stuff and accepted <laughs> other things. But yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like we, we get a lot of Batman, Superman. Mm. Batman, Superman. Mm. And yet, that, that's an argument I'll make later. It's not enough Superman down the road. Yeah. But Which Batman, Superman. Yeah. And so, like, I'm ready for, like, new stuff to show up. And yeah. so I'm hoping with this reboot, like, you get Suicide Squad. That's one of the weird ones. Um. So they're looking to do interesting, weird. But, like, you need to do those classics. You need Superman. You need Batman. But I want them to focus on more. And do more and do as much. I'm really excited for a Green Lantern. I'm hoping they do something good with this. So nice. I'll just leave it at that for now.
0: Is there anything that you see like from these films that would become like a recurring theme? You know, and later, I I think you kind of alluded to it just then. Just kind of how you know you just said that we see a lot of Batman and Superman. Like, yeah, that's and I and I I I agree with you on that. Like I I do think that um. Which it it makes sense that we would see those two, you know, yeah. um so yeah i I completely agree with you, what about you Zach? what how do you feel about these films, and you know
2: so they definitely laid the groundwork for everything that we have going on now, yeah, like we wouldn't have any of these shows, t v shows, even the animated shows if it wasn't for the comic books, first of all, and then these movies right here, uh that definitely helped build popularity uh among the public and even more so now the live action movies of any comic book has just built so much uh the days of it being a weird thing to love superheroes it's just totally gone and the movies are definitely the reason for that um and kind of like joseph was saying about batman and superman It is so odd (laughs) that they put Batman against Superman, like, the weakest, most normal guy, against the most powerful guy. Yeah. And it's always, like, a battle to remember, which is the craziest Mm -hmm. part. I think that's why people love it so much, to see this average Joe, not average Joe, but just a guy without powers. Yeah, yeah. Fighting someone who you never could ever possibly hope to... Yeah defeat <laughs>
0: yeah, no that that's that's so totally true Let about you
1: <laughs> i'm gonna answer this in two ways okay. so like my personal like how dc kind of personally defined how i grew up and then how i kind of feel like it's it's become some things are recurring things so the the first batman film i ever saw was batman and robin i had not seen batman 89 you
0: know, just <laughs> a hot take really quick i don't this is a hot take It's not a great Batman film, but George Clooney, in my opinion, played a great Bruce Wayne. Just saying. Just saying. George Clooney played a good Bruce Wayne. I don't
1: disagree with the fact. And that's one of the recurring themes that I also think's happened, is you get an actor that either plays like a really good Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. and not so great of a Batman, Mm. or you get a really good Batman and not a great Bruce Wayne. Um, And then when I saw Michael Keaton Batman, to me like I always felt like those were a more darker, more serious type of movie, which I knew about Batman from the comics. And and it was always kind of like a darker take on the comics. I kind of have, I kind of agree with Joseph and the fact that I don't personally like Superman. The, I think Christopher Reeves is a great actor. I think when it comes to like pop culture in general, you, that has to be like one of the first people that you imagine donning the suit. I'm not a huge fan of the movies. Um, because i just don't th- like the way that superman is written i think he's very overpowered uh, but to me like those really kind of opened my eyes to like okay well these these can be movies and how is that done and you know so there was like a big difference between how tim burton did it and then people said it got too dark and and i think maybe to the benefit of superman those were more like lighthearted, very campy. Like that was kind of the direction that DC wanted to go. And then by the time, not to jump too far ahead, but then by the time, like Nolan comes out, people wanted, we want dark. We want, kind of seated in what DC is. That's one of the recurring themes that I think you see throughout DC. I'm not going to question the success. They've grossed over 5 billion dollars at the box office. Marvel's grossed over 22 billion. The point is it sells. However, one of the recurring themes is I don't feel like there's ever really been a consistency of direction like um there were kind of parts of like what Zack Snyder did that I felt like there was some lightheartedness and then there was like a darkness and then there's kind of been inconsistencies. You know, you have Michael Keaton that's played Batman. You have Val Kilmer, you have George Clooney, uh, you have Christian bell, you have Robert Pattinson, you have Kevin Conroy who played him in the, in the animated. There's net, there's been a lot of inconsistencies as DC's kind of gone throughout. And so my biggest kind of complaint, I guess, maybe not complaint, but kind of my view of DC growing up was, I can watch a movie about the same character and have a completely different experience. Like, I can watch Batman 89. Yeah, it's different writers. Yes, it's a different Batman. It's way different than Batman Forever. Batman Forever is way different than Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. but it's the same character. And I think, in some ways, that to me makes it hard to jump on because there is a lack of consistency, which yeah. maybe there is a benefit to Superman because he played it for four movies. But like to me, that's kind of how DC started for me. Was I didn't realize that they were all the same character. I thought they were just different versions of yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not realizing that they kind of were supposed to live in this this like universe, yeah. you know. And to me, that's kind of always been the issue going forward. Is yeah. there's no consistency there for me as a viewer.
0: Real quick, Zach wanted to say something. I was
2: just gonna say uh, that's kind of. DC's like biggest thing, but their worst thing. The multiverse has been DC Comics saving grace,
1: like New Fifty Two. That's yes. exactly what they did. So they,
2: what they always do, <laughs> mm-hmm. is they make these stories. The comic books is what I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll make these stories where they they get too convoluted for their own good, mm-hmm. and they put themselves in a box that they don't know how to write themselves out of. So they reboot it, which usually has some great, fantastic event like Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Who doesn't Point.
0: love that? Uh, it Crisis, was, on it, cri- Crisis on Infinite Crisis was one. Uh, the Superboy Punch was like the was the first was really the first one. Superboy. Prime. Um, so I mean, yeah, you're completely right. I and I I agree with you too. Like, I think that was the first time that I've seen, like you said. Oh, I didn't know that these were supposed to be the same guy i didn't know that these were supposed to feel like the same you know the same thing to me it's like james bond yeah like it's the
1: same guy but it's all very different experiences like pierce Brosnan is way different than daniel craig versus sean connery versus sean connery like it's that to me yeah
0: yeah i i completely agree andy what do you think about like the early superman films and 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 batman
1: movies Like, what's the first dc movie you remember watching
4: First DC movie. Not animated, like live oh, okay. action. <laughs> 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 Animated's kind of a like, whole wow, different okay, thing.
2: That's go- a broad spectrum. Yeah. Um, yeah it is. Is.
4: So the first one I specifically remember watching, I mean, yes, of course, I saw, you know, Batman and Robin. Batman. I feel like everybody's seen that everyone's film. Everyone's seen yeah. those. Everyone yeah. sure. has seen sure. those. Sure. Especially true. in our, you know, our age range. Yeah, everyone's yeah. Everyone's yeah, yeah. Sure. But I think for me, what really. Um, Kind of like um, showed me, I guess, like the, the, and this is just my opinion, like the best version of Batman I think that we got, um, from like, you know, the early two thousands, early ish, was, um, Christian Bale. Yes. Because to me, I felt he was very much a very well grounded Bruce Wayne. Um. I mean, he wasn't as, like, detective-y as, like, um, Robert Pattinson's Batman was, Mm -hmm. but he was still smart. Not a detective, but still smart, and was very good at kind of owning up of, like, I have to own a whole company while also trying to save my city, and I thought... With, super, with Batman, with that Batman, it really, like, established both, um, so, like, the Bruce Wayne side of things, just, you know, being what Bruce Wayne is as a name, as the Wayne name, Yeah. and then also what Superman needs to be, what he feels super or Superman, Batman needs to be. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I think I grew up here and there watching some of the superman movies, yeah, I didn't think much of them I mean, kind of like Joseph said, like there was nothing really that connected me to Superman, and I did feel he was a little overpowered which
0: i'm I'm sensing that as <laughs> no, I'm sensing that as a recurring theme, like i so my my take on on the the early foundations is I love um. I love Batman '89. Like I, that the, the mm. soundtrack to that movie is great. It's done yeah, by Prince. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michael Keaton's a great Batman. It really started this trend. On you know because of Batman '89, we got Batman the, the animated series. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think about that. Um, there were a lot of things that came from that. Um, I'm the same way with Superman. I never felt like there was a connection between like this dude's literally the most powerful guy in on the planet indestructible, you know, faster than a speeding bullet, you know, the whole thing. But there was a, there's always been like this cool factor about Batman though. Like there's like, like I think everyone can say that like, man, I've always wanted to be this rich. Or, I've always wanted to have a butler. You know, like... like <laughs> you know, like... I don't know about that last one. Like, like, but, but, like, just... just, Or, like, to own own company. Or, like, you know, to, to have, like, this... Excellent life. Crazy lifestyle, you know. With, with the aspect of it also, you know... Now, Batman is a very, like... <laughs> he has tragic he has a tragic origin story obviously but i think because you know what those movies did so what what i feel like superman 78 did was it it opened the door and as you go and listen to this podcast and watch it, you'll, we'll, we'll continually to talk about these doors that get open because this is probably one of the first doors that gets opened. And then, um, in our Marvel episode, we'll talk about another door that gets, that got open in the early two thousands. Um, but Superman 78 opened the door and it allowed there to be this new world of entertainment for superhero movies. Batman 89 came through that door And was like, okay, this just doesn't have to be like straight up comic book stuff anymore. Like we can just do a straight up character study on, on some stuff. We can give you some quality stuff. And I think you will find the battle. There's this tug of war battle that seems to happen in DC of, good story-driven movies and we're just trying to sell toys movies there's this tug of war that happens and it 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 grows and it and it grows and it's growing and I think now given the state that it's in right now it has reached a I don't know i don't want to say breaking point but there's decisions that have to be made you know uh,
1: it's going. at an it's at an apex well so the thing that's always fascinated me about batman is like if you go back to how greek tragedies were written one of the basis on which the heroes was written was you had to have some kind of traumatic thing happen to rise out of it do i think it'd be cool to be rich sure do I think it'd be cool to have a butler? Sure. Here's the part. And then like, as I've gotten older and then have went through things and, and now kind of have a family, like the thing that's always gotten me about Batman and there's, and there's a book on it. It's called The Psychology of and Batman. Oh, I love that book. And yeah. Yeah, it's a great I read. Have <laughs> I, it, I have it. They're not sponsored, but hey, if you want to. Um, <laughs> to the the book cool book. thing like about him account. as a character, yeah. and I think where it gets real interesting to interpret it. Is there's so many different ways that a guy like that could react he watched his parents die in front of him yeah he realized the way that the way that I've always viewed him as a character Bruce Wayne is the mask that he wears who Batman is is who Bruce Wayne yeah. is yeah like to me that's always kind of been up to interpretation to the actor which is fine with superman i feel like the character's very defined and i don't know that you have as much room to play and what i mean by that is like i feel like there's a very strict playbook on how superman should be played and that's not a bad thing like i feel like that character is very defined like his tragedy is the fact that his home world got blown up and he got sent to earth And he found people that loved him, and they instilled good ideas in him. And even though he's the most powerful being that could blow you up, Ma and Pa Kent said you best not do that. (laughs) And that is, like, the psychology of who he is. (laughs) And that's cool, but to me, that's not that compelling. Whereas, like, Bruce is like, this dude has everything. Has major mommy and daddy issues. Dude, his butler became his dad. His butler became his dad. And, the, and his one rule is, I don't kill people, mm. but I'll beat the ever-living shit out of you. You may never walk this again. this is how justice goes. And to me, I'm like, I want to watch that <laughs> yeah. on the screen, in so the comics. Yeah. And I think that's kind of been the recurring theme, is I feel like DC's tried to push Superman for a very long time. Because you have the trinity of DC. Yeah. You have Superman, you have Wonder Woman, yeah. and you have Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like one of those has only ever like translated well, mm-hmm. that's why you have so many people that have been Batman. You don't have as many people that have been Wonder Woman. yeah yeah I yeah. mean Linda Carter really did a lot for that's that true. character. Yeah, but like going back to to DC like you know Michael Keaton's Batman releases in 89, Marvel had the Incredible Hulk on TV. Which was yeah. super campy, yeah, was but 70. super cool, yeah, yeah. and so I often wonder, bad. like, how much because you had the death of the Incredible Hulk in like 1990, I think, yeah. which was yeah. kind of like the last run that like Luke like Ferrigno had. It was it? like a TV yeah. movie. They they kind of ended them in TV movies, and so I a, a part of me wonders, and like I kind of want you know, you guys can can certainly give your intake is like how much of that influenced DC to be like. Okay, well, this is what Marvel's doing, and like people are pretty receptive to this TV show because it was, it was like a pop culture icon, so we're going to kind of shift the landscape to we're going to start doing stuff. Because, like you said, it was about selling the toys. It's easy to sell an Incredible Hulk toy because it was like campy for the family. Hulk hands, man. Yeah. All like, oh, those Hulk It's hands. super hard looking at Danny DeVito for a kid not to be scared and and like understand how dark of a character Batman is. Yeah. And so like I wonder how much like a lot of Batman and Robin wasn't focused on how dark Bruce is a lot of it was focused on like yeah, I have a bat visa card and I Dude. can go to the bat <laughs> bank and yeah like, you know it's like super campy and it was it was kid friendly like it was a kid friendly version of that character and I think that's almost Sorry power rangers essentially yeah. and it's not like a knock yeah. on george clooney he played it how it was written but i think it's a real detriment they shouldn't have done it with batman you should have done it with superman mm-hmm. well it's a real detriment so, to that character so
0: with and and before we move on to our to talking about the nolan trilogy i i do because you brought up a good point I'm, I'm kind of about that you know the, the television side because there is a television side to dc oh sure yeah, yeah. you know yeah, definitely back in the early 90s um, and you know, you had, you had the flash, you had the, you know, John Wesley ships, uh, television show. You had a short lived television show called birds of prey. You had, um, uh, Lois and Clark, um, on TBS, which was, uh, you know, Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher too well, play. You had yeah, the Batman like, serials yeah.
1: that were in like the forties, you, you know,
0: Batman and yeah, in the sixties and stuff like that. So I, 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 there's always, you even see it there, mm. you know, on the, on the TV screen with Lois and Clark, you know, Dean Kane, Terry Hatcher, like, I love that show. They did a great job. That was a really, I mean, it, I don't know. It was I, an underrated I show, how, yeah, I think. I can't remember how many seasons it, it, it went, but, you know, it was, it was really good. Birds of Prey did Very not, short-lived. it only lasted one season.
2: But I think the things that are really, really cool about characters like Batman and Superman. There are shows, full on shows that have nothing to do with these two individual characters. And it's just written in
1: their worlds. Like Gotham, uh, yeah. like Smallville,
2: Gotham, yeah. Gotham Knights. Yeah.
1: Uh, Not, uh, Supergirl. Yeah.
2: Well, she's a journalist. That's true. Jimmy Olsen, yeah. the Metropolis, yeah. like everything. It's all about Superman's character, Superman's
1: life, but I mean, they he? just finished a run with like a show about Alfred yeah yeah just alfred yeah, Piny-
0: just alfred Pinyworth, yeah.
2: Pinyworth, yeah i bet that was amazing i actually yeah. did not did, see that one I, I haven't seen
1: it i like doom patrol would be doom patrol, patrol doom patrol's been
2: killing
0: it teen
1: titans teen, teen
2: titans, titans have been killing it not robin sometimes robin was just like i well, need my own I mean, team <laughs> but you have like
1: titans you have teen titans you have teen titans go like that's had its own thing but again it's all inspired by batman batman superman the dc universe i mean think about
0: it you mean you know uh the animated Justice League, Justice League Unlimited,
1: like
2: yes.
0: Batman Beyond, That's the games, so hard, man. yeah, man, yeah, the, the, games. Games. the games. I
2: mean, the it, animated so... shows, the animated films, all the toys, which.
1: But I well, and something I want to preface because we didn't really talk about this when we did our meeting, and I thought about it. You could make an entire podcast on the DC Animated Universe. Oh, I respect oh, that James Gunn. And something we'll talk about is like I I respect the fact that he's kind of bringing that into yeah. the fold. Yeah. DC Animated Universe. The reason that we're not really touching yeah. on it, the quality in that is far different than the quality and consistency that they've had in live 100%. action. It is and yeah. You have Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Like all of these were all like I remember turning on Justice League and Batman the Animated Series more than I remember watching DC movies. Mm-hmm. Like my DC movies were Mask of the Fantastic. Ooh, yeah. Oh my
2: gosh! But that was such Sub-Zero. a different like, level. I love like, that movie was so Sub Zero was fantastic, my
1: but it was such a different level. Uh-huh. It, and it, and it those sold toys but I don't feel like it did it at the expense of the no. character.
0: Watching Mask of the Phantasm that movie is as an adult is
1: oh.
2: 100%. I saw that as yeah. a kid growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was way too deep for me to absorb. Dude, scenes.
1: yes. I loved it, though. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Like, like the writing, uh, the writing is just...
4: On a whole level. It was like yeah. what
1: it was in the comics. Like, the writing in the comics has just been very different. And, like, I feel like that's the closest that mm-hmm. they've ever gotten. To yes. That. Like, that oh. is by far one of the greatest superhero movies ever. Period. I would say. Yeah.
2: Well, and to me, that is my Batman. Like, we will have all the iterations of Batman, uh all the actors, we
1: already named them. So Kevin Conroy. Kevin true. Conroy. I mean, you would say Conroy. that Kevin Conroy is like our definitive Batman. 100 yeah. yeah. percent Hands up. I mean 100%. 100%. I you have to. I, I think that
0: He's the one who brought that character yes.
1: to life. Yes. He was, yeah. He he still does But he wasn't constrained no, he by Ed. how he looked. Oh he wasn't God. constrained no. <laughs> by like a budget. He just, it oh, just he gave personality to the to the animation, and he was like the bruce and the batman his 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 crazy his
0: voice acting for that was was really phenomenal yeah it was a truly Uh, big loss you know it was a truly but on the big screen wise so so things kind of things kind of wrapped up for them you know and with the conclusion of batman and robin like Mm -hmm. it was not a good film people didn't like it 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 struggled
1: um there was supposed to be a sequel I think. Yeah, they and had talked about I think it. there was like yeah. a really rough draft of a script written and it got canned. And Who and was that Clooney? Yeah, Clooney yeah, supposed was supposed to Clooney. do another one.
0: Um and so Batman doesn't make it a doesn't make a return until 2008. With a little film I'm called, I'm called I'm Batman Begins. <laughs> and thus we talk about the Nolan trilogy now.
1: Super different take. Super <laughs> different. different take. But there is a lot of parallels, because Batman Begins comes out in 2008. Marvel's also doing a film in 2008, and I say this because... And I said, I
0: said, oh, wait, I meant to say 2005, I'm sorry. Fix to- that in post, please. Oh, five. Can you fix <laughs> oh, that in post? Oh, five is, is when Batman Begins five. Came, came out. Did it really come out that... That it
2: did it really? Yes,
1: it doesn't seem like it. Goodness I think, gracious! Yeah.
4: I mean, I remember getting that. I remember
3: getting the, the Batman. Uh, Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. was 2012, or mm-hmm. were you guys like
1: excited when you when you saw the trailer for it? So, because I mean, we were still fairly young. We were yeah. ten. Oh my God! We were so 10 let me se- let Go me set the So me set the stage, <laughs> me, really so, so set the stage for
0: for everyone. Okay, so this is when Batman Begins came out. Okay,
1: 04? We
0: had Spider Man 2.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, oh,
0: chef's kiss. Oh, 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 06 yeah. is when you get Spider Man. Uh, no. Oh, 06, we got. Oh, man. Did did Revenge of the Sith fact check me? Did Revenge of the Sith. I want to say that it six? came out in 06, but Andy anyway. I could see that. that. Oh, five. Oh, 05. It, like, it might have been.
2: 05, early 06.
4: Anyway, so
0: wow, Spider Man so 2 came out oh, three. in
2: 04. Oh,
0: five Batman uh, begins comes out no five
4: yeah so Star Wars Revenge of the Sith yeah debuted in May 19th 2005
0: Dude. Told you okay. and when did Batman begins come out smart man. Batman
4: begins
3: oh Batman begins I think when did the I know beginning it's 05. of Batman? 2005
4: 2005. Uh, Five. June fifteenth, 2005. So think same, about this. Think so about this. We we, we just saw bam, Revenge
0: bam. of the Sith, right? Like we just saw Anakin and Obi Wan go at it. Weeks then we ago. go back to the theater in June and we watch Batman Begins. And for, for our generation, you know. This is our first Nolan film. We haven't seen Inception yet, because one, because he hasn't made it, but we haven't seen Inception. We didn't watch a movie like uh, Memento or anything like that. Like we did, we hadn't seen any Nolan film. Our first introduction to Nolan was taking one of our comic book characters and him bringing his version of Batman to life. Wow! Like just wow. So, I I love Batman Begins. It's a great start and to me it's another one again I mentioned this in our uh, talking about in the last topic Batman Begins was another one of those door opening moments another, another step in the comic book world on the big screen of let's open this door one more time and change the like change the formula change the way people view these movies so oh. Like, I have a confession.
2: Yes, go for it. I actually didn't even know about that trilogy until The Dark Knight came out. Like, had what no idea. you didn't know about? The Nolan he trilogy. Watch, really? I, I saw The Dark Knight as an individual thinking it was a one-off film. I had never seen Batman Begins. I mean, it's a
1: DC issue. Even yeah. after
2: I saw it, I didn't know Batman Begins he existed. Uh, I was cleaning my room one day back in high school. Yeah. Yeah. FX was on in the background, and it's like up next, Batman begins, only like, what on FX, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> like the internet wasn't as readily available as a thing. I like yeah. couldn't just For pull yeah. something out of yeah. my yeah. pocket and yeah. just be like, "Oh, that's what that is." But no. do you,
1: do you think that you you took the compartmentalization of it because that's how like the other ones had been done? Because Re- I, I feel like what I mean by that is like to enjoy batman and robin you can't connect it to like batman 89 you just enjoy it as batman and robin like a single film
2: okay i kind of get what you're saying uh so watching the dark knight as a standalone film honestly was kind of better for me wow he had a completely Uh, different experience uh kind of was better for me just because and this might be because i saw the dark knight first i didn't think that much of batman begins
1: Wow. I, I don't not. know okay. if I've ever heard of anybody okay. that's but seen, it's, seen it in that order. It's
2: like going from a steak to I don't know what is chicken nuggets. Peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Oh. What? Okay. Wow. <laughs> that is that's is <laughs> that literally is, how different. That is a high I felt take. about oh, those two females. You saw the TV
3: cut, I would say too. I yeah. did. I saw the TV cut. That's Okay, be so worse. so let me
0: okay, th- th- that That is true. This is cool.
2: So, it's
1: a very unique perspective.
2: And everything was very keep it PG on TV back then. So, did you see (laughs) Dark Knight
1: in theaters? Yes. Yes, I saw it with my brothers. Okay. So you you went and, the first experience you had of Christopher Nolan was Heath Ledger was as Heath the Joker. Ledger's <laughs> impeccable performance
2: and as the Joker. You,
1: Batman Begins didn't even live Dude. in your mind. Oh no, I had gosh. no idea. I was like, That's I hope, hope that watching they watching Spider Man made... Two and not seeing Spider Man. Yes. Yeah. But it's not my. It's not like no, 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 it a two. Like,
0: <laughs> but okay, you're right. it was not. Let's let's let, let's let's think about this for up. a second. Okay, <laughs> so so let's like. Here we are, we're talking about the Nolan trilogy, right? So we're talking about Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. So Zack's first introduction to this world is the Dark Knight. While the rest of us, have have, we saw Batman Begins. I find it interesting, though, because I think this is something that isn't really talked about. And we will probably talk about this when we uh, do the Marvel side of things, but... Like, you totally could have just watched The Dark Knight
1: by itself, by itself, and it been just yes. as enjoyable. And
0: it, yes, like, there didn't need to be any sort of like connecting or anything.
2: All this stuff about Rachel Ghul, all of that, it was that's why I didn't enjoy it as much because I was like, okay, this is a take. Uh, I thought his origin story was silly at best
1: are you saying as a whole or not comic book batman but you're saying the way that it was portrayed in begins
2: yes his Mm. was it i didn't and when i watched it the first time because it was that's like because because it was on tv and i was saying like bruce
0: why do we fall
1: i I didn't even know it was Rachel Gould at first yeah
2: like i didn't make that connection like for some reason i missed that information watching batman begins and then going back and watching it it was just like this isn't as cool as it was meant to
1: be so here's the thought too. it's like by the time the dark knight rolled around he was like oh <laughs> that didn't happen at batman begins no no it didn't did that throw you off
2: it did very much uh, do you prefer when he was like <laughs> No, it, I mean, it definitely left an imprint like in my mind, but <laughs> but, uh, but if you'll notice, it like, made me question why Batman the animated series didn't do that, he was just always Bruce Wayne voice.
1: Yeah, mm. that's true. Because I so mm. I'm glad you brought that up. Because the point I'm trying to make is like Ben Affleck comes in, there's a Batman voice, Robert Pattinson comes in, there's a Batman voice. Until it had been done to my knowledge in the Nolan trilogy, there hadn't really been a like. Separation of voices between Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like
0: literally, the only closest thing to it that Kevin Conroy ever really did was like his Bruce Wayne voice was a little more uplifted. Like he not just, as harsh. He just didn't. You know, it was a little more uplifted. Had a little bit a more, little more fun to yeah, it. Yeah, uh, suave and and stuff like that. Batman wise, it was just. You know, straight to the point, straight to the point, monotoned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, just all all that stuff. That's that's crazy. I just got shivers. That's so crazy. (laughs) Wow. So I do. I do. I want to go around just like we did, um, uh, just a few seconds ago. Let's go with
1: Andy. Yeah,
0: like, what did you think of Batman Begins? Like, you know,
4: well, I mean, the first time I remember watching Batman Begins, uh, with my whole family, and uh, this was. You know, my brother and I had, like, recently, like, dug deep into, like, all the, the the you know, their their rogues galleries. Like, all of Justice League's rogues galleries. So, like, we were trying to figure out, you know, like, well, you know, uh, what are Batman's villains? You know, like, Clayface, Scarecrow, um, Two-Face, the Riddler, you know, characters like that. So, the (laughs) first time going into watching Batman Begins for the first time, my brother and I are over here, like... We're not at all like connecting any dots where it's the like, villain. We're just, yeah, we're having fun. I mean, like, we were, I honestly thought for whatever reason that the villain was going to be Clayface and they were just going to do it a more modern version until like he comes out and inter- introduces him as himself as Scarecrow. Mm. Um, I that movie alone, I, I'm gonna, I'll probably go back and rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, you kind of made me want to go back yeah. and I mean, re it. I totally forgot
2: Scarecrow was in that movie. Oh, man.
4: But, like, Scarecrow... He's, I, like, he's all. in all of them. All of them. He's <laughs> he he is. That is he true, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember
2: great. him from 3, but...
4: But, the first one, yeah, Batman Begins, it was a much different tone. It was, to me, for me, I thought it was very well-grounded. It was very, like, centered around... Batman and his struggle to protect mm. the city that is falling apart from corrupt, from corruption, from uh, gang violence, mob bosses—you name it. Like he wants to just protect his city, and I felt that Batman Begins was a good um, start into the Nolan trilogy. Mm. Um, you know, and then we get into you know Dark Knight Rises, which
0: well, the Dark Knight, <laughs> oh. the Dark Knight, then the or Dark Knight Rises. Yeah,
4: Dark Knight, and then the Dark Knight Rises. Yes.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I don't, I, I, don't know, Joseph. What did you, what do you think about, you know, Batman Begins? Uh,
3: you were talking about like, uh, doorway and stuff, focusing on that mindset of how it opens the doorway. I think I would argue that. I see, I see what you're saying. Every series you start opens the doorway in some sense but like to me like spider-man is what brought back uh like superhero movies Uh, so so that
0: that, you know what i think i think you're right and and basically what i mean by the doorway is like I, i really should define it what i mean by the doorway is the moment that like the idea of a comic book movie became more um like realistic to studios and producers and directors like for instance like i you know
1: marketable it became more, more marketable yes, like
0: despite with this is a hot take right here i'm just going to say right now like if if it wasn't for the first x-men movie we would not have Any of these films that we're talking about, like X Men, was the one that was like, "Yo, this, this might actually be something that we can start doing
4: stuff." Yeah, because X the first X Men movie came out in two thousand.
0: Two thousand, and then Spider Man, Spider Man reinforced it. Two thousand
4: two.
0: You know, and then yeah, uh, Spider Man reinforced it, and. You know, I mean, you've got Blade, you've got Daredevil, all those, all those, but all those severe movies. Like, so that's what i mean with but the door. But as you were saying, I, I would,
3: the hot take side of it is that yeah. you say X-Men. To me, X-Men didn't grab me. And I feel like that was the truth for that's most fair. people mm-hmm. and stuff. I but Spider-Man, I feel like grabbed people mm-hmm. to where like, holy crap, um, what X-Men did well was a team. Yeah, like that's what brought in the idea of okay let's throw in a lot of people and we can make this work and stuff like that and so i will give credit to x-men for that um it it felt like here's this world of mutants and we're following this guy who's been a mutant for a really long time longer than all these mutants have been alive and it's like we're discovering mutants whenever i'm like it felt like a weird introduction to world that should have been existent and it tried to make a weird, it, so, so it just had a weird intro is all I'm
0: going to say about it Because, because Zach brought this up. So like you mentioned how like you thought in Batman Begins, you know, compared to Bruce's origin story in the comic books, you thought the origin story in the movies was pretty silly. lackluster and silly. Yeah. And... Like to Joseph's point, like what, and I know we're not talking about X-Men yet, but just on a tangent, like to Joseph's point, no, I didn't, you love the fact that like, there was really no origin story for Charles or Eric or like, well, we had that amazing scene with like Magneto as a kid, you know? So we kind of, we kind of got that, but I, I think that we find um, something that's kind of a. Bit of an issue mm-hmm. in DC with these films is the origin story. Yes,
3: it's like go ahead. But bringing that up, here's what I would say: Marvel didn't. It wasn't Marvel Studios. It wasn't Marvel. Same as yeah, it wasn't, you could yeah argue with the DC. Time it wasn't. Yeah. But what Marvel did was they went, okay, you can have this, you can have this. They started <laughs> selling all of their stuff. And so they didn't really own anything. That was Fox they who was did X Men. That was Sony who did it. You know, yeah. and uh, to me, I don't know. I I was trying to research this and figure it out, but DC was basically DC, and Warner Bros was backing them mm-hmm. in my mind, right? Yes, from the that's very how beginning I it. Yes. Was like here's some nerds who convinced DC to do Superman, and then that opened the door for more stuff to pop out. Yeah, and then eventually came the Batman stuff. And so, like, with that being said. That's what, like, was awesome with them. And here's Marvel. The only reason those are made is because, okay, superhero movies can be done. Now let's do them. But Marvel doesn't do them. It's other people saying, hey, I want to make this into something. Mm-hmm. And, stuff. Right. and so, uh, with that being said, Batman begins. I'm going to jump in. I don't know how much you want to jump ahead. into others. But Batman begins. Like, to me, I'm like, I was like, Andy, like, where's the villain you know (laughs) you're like where is like the villain and stuff and to me like when movies are slow to do villains it hurts a little bit like i don't want a villain to be like only there at the end you know and so even though you know roswell Gould's there but then he's dead i killed you you know and then he's back again it felt like he wasn't there and, like, with me, I didn't connect those dots either. Like, to me, Razal Ghul wasn't depicted in all of the TV shows I'd watch and all the movies and stuff. And so, to me, he was a new character. I never read a comic book with him. And so, like, to me, he was new. Yeah. Scarecrow, I knew about. But, like, he felt like a side character. And so I was like, okay, where's, like, the villain? And so I enjoyed that. Like, when it came out, and here's Razal Ghul and all of that, it had, like, a heart felt like okay here's the guy who taught me and here he is against me and stuff like that and doesn't see the right morals he's seeing things wrong so it's like that in a way if you're going to have a mirrored villain which is very classic raza Gold, the way they did it was that mirrored villain it's like venom it's like uh reverse flash it's like all those you know Mm -hmm. you classic have classically have that and so to me i enjoyed it um I loved Batman at the time. That's about when I started to look into Shazam more and started to fall into Shazam. So, like, I think back... I mean, Spider-Man was my favorite, but if I were talking about DC, I was like Batman. And right around that time, oddly, with DC, Shazam became my favorite and stuff. But you were asking, like, something, and it's the... How did DC bring this into it? Is, like, one thing you can say about Nolan, he made it feel plausible in today's world like he made batman feel like yeah and same with the villains you know um he didn't make uh bane become like this giant you know monster man every time he like pumped up and stuff he didn't make like you know all these he made it seem feasible and real and stuff and so like he picked those villains and even villains who were a little bit abstract he made them less abstract and made Mm -hmm. them feel like okay they could be here today and so i think that's what helped that's what defines the Nolan trilogy, I yeah. think.
2: Go for it, Zach. I just remembered something. What I didn't know that was Bane in that movie when I watched it. <laughs> I I think it was the third time I watched of
1: it. Yes. I was like
2: I was like, who is this British buff guy?
0: Like So 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 I I th- I th- am Darkness. <laughs> I think something I think I think you hit on something both of you just did with you know with the, the Nolan trilogy you know, Joseph hit on the fact that, like, he took these comic book characters and made them very plausible and realistic in today's, you know, time and world. Without a doubt, I think it goes without saying that, you know, the Dark Knight is, like, top-tier level, you know, Batman film. For a lot of For a lot of reasons, the Dark Knight is the reason why we have Batman the way that he is right now. Like, like, go, go, just, just go, just go, just go. go. I know you want to. I have nothing to say. Yes, you do.
4: All right. So uh, here's the thing. Sitting
1: up and everything. I I don't know why I agree with you so much, even though you hate me. But (laughs) I was a huge fan of spider-man and marvel so much so that my room three of the walls that were in my room were covered in the spider-man 2 posters that were in theaters was cool. and i'm talking they covered this entire wall you know what i'm talking about yeah. that was my room i loved spider-man that was my favorite comic i loved what sam raimi had done so I I also loved Batman, but it was more from like the Kevin Conroy type Batman. So I went in and I remember watching Batman Begins and my mother not liking the fact that I watched Batman Begins because it was a very like dark movie. And as and as we're all sitting here talking about what Nolan did, to me Sean, what stops somebody from being Batman?
2: Money, money.
1: Okay, let's, but let's, but hang on. But given the
0: beginning of the Dark Knight, uh-huh. you know the famous line, you know I'm not the one wearing hockey pads. Yeah, I think that I think that buffer is also what I just said. So money is one aspect of it, but I think also in the sense because like if we're looking at the, those movies are a character study. Okay, they're they are a character study of the Bruce Wayne character. Bruce goes through this very traumatic incident as a kid. And in the first movie, you know, he decides to, you know, to take everything. He learns from the League of Shadows, you know, how can we, you know, how can we use, how can I use my fear as my greatest strength, basically? And so I think basically what stops someone from being Batman is. We have a lot of practices, practical things in real world that when someone goes through something traumatic, they go seek mental health help for it, you know? Especially right now, mental health is like the big thing. It's a big thing. And so they go seek help for it. Bruce had, like we said, had we established, he had everything. Like, he had everything. He had two loving parents.
1: He had... Well, they're dead, so they don't really yes, love him that yes, much right. now. He had
0: all the money. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Look, they died when he was, like, 6 or 12. It's like... It's 6, 12, or 10. That's the, the, the yeah. you know, those. He, that's the age. Formative marriage. years, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Justin. What were gonna say?
3: I'll just, like, piggybacking off of that. Like, I think how I would say it simply is, okay, money isn't the only thing that stops people from being Bruce Wayne because we have a lot of rich people and they're not bruce wayne so it's not money like bruce wayne has that character to Mm. to be that you know and so like it's kind of like uh that uh when i mentality of if only i had this then i'll be you know well bruce is like he has the fortune luckily but like even if he didn't um he would be like doing something in an act of trying to better his city like he cares about you know uh, Gotham so much and stuff and so he cares about it and he cares about maybe gotham a little t- too much and i'm like <laughs> you know do more but like what what can we do here and now you know and stuff and he focuses on what he can do and now and just because he has a lot of money he can do a lot but even so he does a lot for the city as bruce wayne we need to remember that and as batman like but he cares about like he does both sides
2: i think Batman is just such a unique take on a hero in general, because his whole idea of being a hero is I'm going to be scarier than the bad guys. I'm going to hurt them real, real Look, bad. Let me tell you, I think one <laughs> so of my favorite, hear me a lot. One is, of my
0: favorite Batman mo- moments is it actually comes from Robert Pattinson's Batman, like his whole beginning monologue, how he talks about how like, you know, he can't be everywhere at once. And like, you know, when the dudes see the signal in the sky, like they look, they just stare in the shadows, you know, basically, and stop doing what they're doing because they don't know if Batman's in the shadows or not. Like, I think that that's one of my favorite, yeah, like, it is cool. depictions that, of like, yes. of, of Batman in the context of the Nolan trilogy. Though, it works. Just to Just to keep us like, yes, that's true. Just to keep us on the Nolan trilogy, though, like. In what light? Do we think that we see the Nolan trilogy as? Yes.
1: I think so. I think it was the first time that, not to say Sam Raimi isn't a prestigious director like he is, Christopher Nolan is What I would consider a prestigious director, Christian Bell's prestigious actor. Like the cast was just, I mean, they phenomenal. literally made a movie
0: called I feel the like
1: Prestige. to me, there's a few things that kind of the Nolan trilogy defined, and I think one of those was the fact that it, it kind of took from we'll get to that. Yeah, I'll bring that up. Um it took it to a base of realism where it was kind of like you remember when like video games weren't cool like if you liked video games it's because you were a giant nerd and you sent your mom with basement yeah it was the first time that like you could take a girl say do a comic book movie and still feel like this is done for me like I've always seen comic books as this way of of telling a story versus just being... Cartoons that are drawn. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think to me
1: the most defining thing, Public and this culture. is this is gonna yes. be the biggest hot take of this podcast really? by far. Oh. And if people want to hate me for it, it's fine. But it's a conversation that I had with Sean. It's true. When I think D- Nolan trilogy, I think Joker. When yes. I think Joker, I think Heath Ledger, and it had been yes. done. ways. you had Jack Nicholson. Um prior to that you had Season Romero Yeah. Um Mark, Mark, Hamill. Mark Hamill. No <laughs> one beats Mark Hamill. When Heath Ledger came onto the screen and the way that they filmed it and the way that they had done it, to me, like that is the defining moment of this is cool shit to watch. And What I loved about Heath Ledger's Joker is like he wasn't crazy in the sense of like he didn't make sense. He cared Mm -hmm. in the same way that mirrored Bruce in the way that Bruce cared about Gotham, but they did it very differently. I will say, however, I do not think that Heath Ledger's Joker would win an Oscar. Or be as rememberable if it wasn't for the fact that he died the way that he died and then that movie came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. To, I I yeah. fully yeah. fundamentally believed yeah. and to get on a side note, I think this is what really hurts the fast saga. When Paul Walker died, that character should have Went away somehow, and they're finally acknowledging it Broke, in Fast 10. Should we talk about the Fast Suck on the pod? Like in later episodes? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things <laughs> There's there. There's a lot of content. But like, coming there. back to DC, Heath Ledger did an absolutely amazing job. I'm not trying to take that away from him. However, no, you're right. I think Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is better than Heath Ledger. I think Robert Pattinson's movie, for me, an, up until Nolan had came out, that to me, Is the definitive 100% that's my Batman. And I will say that I find the Batman to be a better movie than the Dark Knight. But I think when that movie came out, like the second movie in this trilogy was the quintessential. The fact that you got to watch that movie first is amazing because it's like Spider-Man 2. It is the best (laughs) out of the three. Because yes. it also started doing this thing where, like, Dark Knight Rises wasn't as good as Dark Knight. Would it have been a better film if it had Joker? A thousand percent, I think it would have. Because, like you said, you didn't know who Bane was. No, no, I everybody no knew who Heath Ledger was the moment that mask came off. And you can't have a Batman without a Joker. And I feel like. That was the highest of highs for Nolan because you finally had a Joker that matched a Batman that felt like it was meaningful. But I also think it's a tragedy that Heath Ledger did pass because we'll never know what could have been. Because one of the fundamental comics in DC that I remember, and I think it was like kind of a what if story, Batman dies. Yeah. Joker goes to his funeral yep. not to mourn Bruce, to mourn Batman. So because he there. says something to the effect of like, I need you just as much as you need me. Yeah. And to see that on screen with Christian Bell and Heath was fantastic. Yeah. Yes.
4: Like I wanna I wanna go off of that just a little bit. Go for one it. One thing that, you know, obviously like you know, again, going off of what you're saying. One thing that really shows that is when they have Joker, um, in prison in uh, in the Dark Knight. Whenever it's him and Batman. Oh, oh the scene. in the interrogation oh, room. Oh man! Because Good when, lord! See, what a
1: scene! Right? I I hope I
2: never like, get manhandled see, like that in my life. Like, that is Good when you lord!
4: See Joker, and you can see it on Batman's face. Joker, like outwittingly tells batman once these people don't need you they will throw you out on the streets Cast you like they a leper. will never want you here again you will be hated yes they love you now but they will hate you just like they hate me mm-hmm. we are the same the only difference is, is they, need you, yep. so well, they don't need
0: you well and well and to go for of that i mean That's even good. That's good. even in that okay. instance in that you know in that scene you also see just how Joker operates almost on a on a level of freedom mm-hmm. that Bruce doesn't have. Does doesn't have. doesn't have and wants to have. Like and where he wants to have that that freedom is with Rachel. That's 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 what he's ultimately like just like Martha. trying to get to is we will where get to that in a second like (laughs) but he's trying to get to that you know to that freedom joker's operating on that freedom operating out of that Uh and to bruce he doesn't know what to do Uh he doesn't know he doesn't know how to handle this and i i think you're right so i mean when Heath passed away it Brought something to the film because, you know, he did intense method acting and it, it it took his life. And so everyone's feeling that, and I'm not discounting anybody's feelings. Like, don't hear us saying that on the pod. Like, we... Totally mourn his loss. Yeah. Like, we, we realized, I mean, I was watching A Night's Tale not too long ago. Oh, that was a great movie. He is a yeah. fantastic actor yeah. who is sadly I missed. forgot about that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because,
1: like, the Joker really was, like, the quintessential yes. thing. It really but was. But you said something. You obviously. said something. Yes. Argument. That's you fine.
0: said something, Laren, though, that does <laughs> reign true. That when I think Nolan Trilogy, I think Heath Ledger's Joker. Absolutely. So yeah. you
1: automatically think Dark Knight. You don't and think that's Batman it, and that's literally because yes. <laughs> it is a throwaway origin movie. That's well done. Dark Knight Rises, okay, it's very, like... Letdown. It's a letdown, and it's very Nolan-y with the well, ending. Like, it, it reminds me of Inception know, because I feel like he left it open to interpretation. But Dark Knight was like, this is every bit of what I wanted it to be, and I can never have this. You know, the
2: always, always, always this one appointed me about superhero movies. You know why I love Batman so much? No, it's but I want you to just tell me. Everything that we've discussed. It's the entirety of the Bat family. Mm. We not just Batman and Robin. We had that with Batman and Robin yeah. Travesty. Uh, and we haven't got <laughs> that in a <laughs> long time. We haven't. And I think it's I think they do have a, a movie slated but under James Gunn, it. we'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. Well it's the same thing with Spider Man. We now have Miles Morales. He's been in all sorts of movies yeah. and everything. I want him on the big screen.
4: Which, which we have had two references. Like, it's been established he exists somewhere. Yes,
2: absolutely. With we the, met his uncle.
4: With, yeah, and with the, like the last uh, with uh, no, no Way Home. No Way Home. Mm-hmm. With Electro, he's like, there's got to be a Black Spider-Man yeah. somewhere out there. And again, yeah, with, it's gonna uh, happen with, his, with you know Miles's uncle in the in the first one. Um, you know he's like I have a nephew who lives in this town and I don't want him to be
1: talking about danger. Childish Gambino whatever.
2: Yeah, the uh, the fact that they had Childish Gambino do that role because he actually wanted to play Spider-Man yeah, in he his wanted, to play <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> wanted to
0: Miles he wanted to be Real. Miles and he, so so was was really he cool. voiced Miles
1: in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man the cartoons. he so, did but I yeah. feel like it's different in the fact of Batman and Robin have existed since really the inception of Batman yep Miles is still, and I'm going to touch on Miles a lot more than I thought I would when we get to Marvel, because I'll be really honest with you. When I first read Miles Morales and he came out and I read the comic book, I hated his character, but he is going to be really? a he- we'll explain why it's going to be a huge inflection point for me for the future. But I think it's different in the fact of miles is still very recent and he's kind of a byproduct of the fact that Marvel like rebooted their universe because he came from the mm-hmm. Ultimate Universe and was one very of the true. very few yeah. characters that survived that run. Oh, that story was so complicated. Whereas, like, no one is unique in the fact it worked, mm-hmm. you didn't have a Batgirl, you didn't have a Robin, mm. we didn't even really have an acknowledgement of a Robin, and there's always a part of me that would be like, what would heath ledger have been like had like would there have been a robin how much different would that trilogy have been had heath ledger still been alive but, yeah, but like red hood I yeah. also think that I think, maybe say, I think Nolan would have done
0: Red Hood. He would have done Jason Todd. Like. And,
1: and I'll let you get to your argument. I just want to say one more thing: is like I think maybe the reason people have been so gun shy as to do like the Bat Family because the last time we did it was Batman and Robin, it was terrible. <laughs> terrible it was yeah. really bad it, B- it, because it, it, of it j- hurt because of how <laughs> it's it written hurt. because of the way it is Joel Schumacher's. He apologized for the movie. Yeah. Let's not forget that he apologized for it. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been done well since. And so far, it has worked pretty well with it just being Batman. Now, it does take away a lot from the fact that it, there's not like the Bat family aspect. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever thought about that until you mentioned it, but like that is really part of what makes Batman awesome is bat Mm -hmm.
2: Because what I really want for DC to do, and then, like, if tomorrow they made this movie, it came out in theaters, and then DC just (laughs) bottomed up, I would die a happy man. Nightwing versus Red Hood for the title of Batman. A movie. That's what I want. Always wanted that. What's your
3: argument, Joseph? What's your hot take over here? Um, Well... The argument of like, would Heath Ledger? It was a supporting actor. He won for the Oscar and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if you look at what he was up against, it's good but not the best. So that helps him to win. I don't That's know what he was up against though. So maybe like, I maybe I should Robert take that Downey out. Jr. Tropic Thunder. Oh um, yes! <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. He did awesome. What a that. movie! He got like,
3: nominated for that. <laughs> That's Dude. supporting that. I that would, would not, not happen that. today.
1: That would not happen today. Period. <laughs> Movie oh my okay. god! So, <laughs> the I didn't know that the world really? has
3: changed. Yeah, yeah, the other movies, I don't know. if I've seen them, so I can't make the argument. But like to me, I'm like he deserved it <laughs> from what he was up against. In my opinion, yeah. Like oh, yeah. because yeah. you said when I think of Heath Ledger, I think of the Joker. When I think of Heath Ledger, I think of A Knight's Tale. Right. That's fair. And then I think of Ten Things I Hate About You. Sorry, Rom, love them. Right? Um, so broke those that, two movies are Heath melon, Ledger. Dude. And so when I watched uh The Dark Knight, I watched it. Jake. And you said when that mask came off that was Heath Ledger. Nope. I did not see Heath Ledger. I had no idea that was Heath Ledger, the guy which oh, I didn't wow. know his name, but I did not know that was You just a knew he was Joker. Guy. To me he was a darker-looking, creepier Joker than what we get. Because you, one of the ironic things about Joker is he's usually like, unless if you hate clowns, um, he's just not all, all that smart, yeah. entirely creepy. Yeah. But he's creepy, you know? And so, like, that one That's made him creepy in every way, you know? And so awesome job with the makeup and wardrobe department, special effects, mm-hmm. all of that did an awesome job. So when I see that, and to me what makes a good actor is, being that character for the entirety of the movie and stuff like that. And, yeah, and for sure. To me, he... And it's a challenging role, you know. And so, the fact that he did that was awesome. Sometimes, it might be easier to act weird than act normal. But, you know, <laughs> that's an argument in itself. But, <laughs> to me, I'm like that. To me, I'm like, dude, he deserved it. Mm-hmm. And, to me, he, I think he would have won, even without. And, to me, I think... um the fact that I didn't see Heath Ledger is the fact that I think, like, also, boom, he's got that, you know, and stuff. And he's an awesome actor. And he embodied that version of Joker. <laughs> That's good. Like, Joker can be, like, embodied differently. And Nolan, with all of his villains, embodied them differently. Yeah. Even yeah. Batman. Yeah. Every he, character was had a unique take, you know. It wasn't, like, carbon copy of this comic book series. It was unique, you know. And so to me I'm like I think he did an awesome job no one did an awesome job guiding Heath and all that so
0: I do I'm think though that you like Laren, you raised a point in talking about like The Dark Knight Rises you know be, you said because of the hype that um Heath had and then he passed away and stuff like that he's supposed going to be into in three. Yep. you know he he's, supposed to, he's to, yeah. supposed to going into The Dark Knight Rises I think the other thing that kind of made it feel Um like it was still hype, but that it made it feel less less hype was the simple fact that it also was coming at a transition transitional period. Yeah, it really was. It was 2012.
1: Nah, now where this is good. And (laughs) like it's
0: 2012. And to quote one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, the hierarchy of power. In the cinematic universe was you. changing. How oh dare you! In that
2: he's getting straight. In that him. in
0: 2012, <sighs> the Avengers came out. Oh, that's now oh, right. I knew. Like I knew this where you were going. But, but another thing came but out in 2012. Another thing actually, he didn't come Hunger out in 2012.
1: Games. No, that's not true. Debuted October twelfth of two thousand twelve was the first episode of Arrow. Oh, Ooh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So that's we actually have... not
2: where I was going to go,
1: but you're right. We have
2: said a lot about dun, the big dun, screen dun, dun, so dun, far, dun, dun. but Sean, what do we have to say about the small screen? Where are we at with that?
1: I thought that. I'm sorry. So, I thought that's where you were no, going. You, I
0: was gonna. I was because you wrap up the but Dark Knight right. Rises,
1: and then this little show comes out on the CW. So there's there's a
0: transitional period. It's two thousand twelve. And everyone thought the world was everyone thought the world was gonna end. You know? <laughs> the world's gonna end, y'all. And literally, all that happened was just nothing. 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 And <laughs> nothing so, happened. so basically, essentially, what becomes the um transitional period is, you know, Smallville ends on uh, the WB, which is now the CW, mm. with its tenth season and and phenomenal show, great depiction of. Of of um of Superman and Clark Kent and you know Tom Welling does a great job with that show. What was gonna take its place? That was everybody's question. What was gonna take its place? There was rumors to do a Green Arrow show with the Green Arrow who was on Smallville at the time with Justin Hartley. Like they thought they were yes. gonna pick him. But as DC does, they don't do things consistently. That's <laughs> <exactly>. as, <laughs> that's, we're gonna start over. We gotta start all over.
1: And then this show Arrow, Stephen debuts. Amell.
0: Stephen Amell's Arrow debuts 2012 and changes the whole game.
2: Oh man, at that right. point changes the
0: whole game. Like the, I mean the whole <laughs> the whole game, that's all I can say. It, everything gets changed. And the, and then also the Avengers came out in 2012 too,
2: but <laughs> at that point I wasn't really sure that Arrow was about Green Arrow because it wasn't marketed as this big DC project. It right. wasn't marketed as this big yeah, Green Arrow they connected that. project. They were just like CW, I mean, Arrow on the CW coming out. And then we have this guy, he's like I escaped from this island yeah, 5 years. And now I'm waking up in the middle of the night screaming and running out and doing parkour on random things and parkour. So I was like okay, so this guy's Green Batman. Like, <laughs>
0: Basically, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. I mean, he's rich, Bruce is rich. Connection. Yeah. I don't know that anybody would have thought that it would have had as much success. Because the problem is, too, is like WB owns the film rights. This has obviously changed, which we'll get to as we kind of get to that point and wrap things up. WB, I researched this. I don't know how accurate this is. WB has always owned the film rights, apparently, to DC movies. CW exclusively had the TV rights, which I believe is a lot of the reason why they never connected the two. Now that James Gunn's taken over and they've kind of consolidated everything kind of like Marvel's done, there's obviously now you can have that attraction. (laughs) What's really cool about the Arrowverse to me and to all of us, this podcast would not happen had it <laughs> not so started, what true. I mean is <laughs> when the Flash came out. Oh my gosh, I, it was something that I had started to watch. I had watched Arrow pretty religiously, and I think those were the only two shows that were yeah, out at that time. time. Mm-hmm. And time, I started going. A friend uh, that I haven't seen in a long time, actually, but I, I, I guess also he should be a thank you for this podcast being what it is. So Tyler, if you're watching, thank you. Uh, I started going to this this college student night on Tuesdays and I remember yes. that there was a conversation with three other people about The Flash which is how I met Sean, yeah. how I met Andy, and how I met Christian if it wasn't for that show this podcast <laughs> would, not would not exist I wouldn't yes. have the friendships with most yeah. of the people in this room say, not only this
4: podcast but this friendship that is how like culturally
1: yeah, iconic that that Arrowverse has become true. True is the fact it was. It was like something that, and it's, at a certain point, we would all just get together and we would watch it and we would have a discussion. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is we would the have first week time... time discussions. Wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah, we. That's what we talk oh. about at church. That's uh, what this is. Um, hap- this is what this is. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, this has been days. so. This has been ten years in the making. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy to me is like it was really the first time that I think that is when I can say DC had an impact, mm-hmm. and that is the first time that I loved DC And it wasn't mainstream characters. Like, Arrow wasn't a mainstream character. Flash really wasn't something that stood on Mm his own. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think about it, Batman's mentioned in the Arrowverse. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they bring Kevin Conroy in when they do, like, Crisis of Infinite Earth. I do not want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, because I. But what was cool is, like, it was the first time that they had made a universe. That was well done and succinct. And, and like, it so is. As much as we can sit here and say that we wish that they would have had, like, a big DC budget, they would have also had the oversight of Warner Brothers. And I think mm-hmm. that that would have been one of the biggest detriments. Because Greg Berlanti and what they did yeah. with the over Arrowver- The fact that Flash is still going and that's, this is its last run. yes. yes. It has outlasted anything that the DC movies have done. Yes. And I think it's because it didn't have the oversight. And that, to me, is like an anomaly in how DC has ran their business up to this point. It's good.
2: I know that we don't want to go too deep into this topic right now, but I just have to say, what the CW did with Crisis on Infinite Earths and making one inclusive DC multiverse is just... Mind blowing. Yes. It was very different than well, how Marvel's like, approached a, like a, it.
1: Like a,
0: yes. Like, a, like, let's just. In concept of the year t- 2012. Like. <laughs> 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 in concept of. <laughs> Sorry. In, just. But. In in the concept of the year 2012. Like I said, Smallville's ending. Here comes Arrow. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight trilogy <laughs> wraps up. Here comes Man of Steel. Yeah. Uh, because you can't talk about the Arrowverse. I don't want to talk about it. Without
1: talking about. I don't talk about it. The Snyder. I'm first. not talking so, about it. I love Man of Steel, by the way. I'm going so good. to. I have to say. What is wrong? Like okay. I love it. I. But here's <laughs> here's the
0: thing.
2: Yeah, he did the it's little killy and, killy, and, but <laughs> here
0: here's the thing. Because this is when, this is when things kind of get to where, we are now.
1: This is when things implode, I think.
0: This is when things become uh, you start to see like we've we've alluded to it we've alluded to it early on in the pod about this tug of war, this narrative of tu- of of one side pulling the other. This is where that tug of war really heats up. Because just like we were just describing the Arrowverse did something that and this is there's been a lot of hot takes on this first episode but here's another (laughs) one they've done the one thing that dare i say it marvel hasn't even gotten a chance to do and that is despite the confusion sometimes they have managed to cohesively connect every little bit of the Arrowverse, whether it be a sentence, whether it be a a full on crossover, they connected it.
2: Yep. They connected it, and they did it well. They had clips and scenes from every actor, every show, every movie on every. You had the Doom Patrol was on there. You yes. had. Uh, Titans. Yeah, Titans. You had Ezra Miller. I'm just yes. To talk about it. Like <laughs> they, they made it connect. They did.
0: They did the thing. Yes. And like you were saying early, Joseph or uh, Zach, sorry. Goodbye. Like you were saying earlier. Uh, <laughs> well, I meant to say Zach. <laughs> looking at wow. Joseph. Wow. <laughs> like you were saying earlier, the multiverse was the thing that was a blessing. And, and a, a curse, curse to them. Yep. And in this tug of war, there, I think there's a bit of jealousy. And I think that jealousy is the Arrowverse was way, in the hot take number, whatever it is. <laughs> 5,212. The, the, Arrowverse, <laughs> the Arrowverse is way popular, way more popular
2: than the Snyderverse. Oh, great. Um, I second like, that, at least.
1: You're not wrong, but like Snyderverse fans are some of the most verbose. Mm. Mm. Like, we will get death threats when this airs because the people that Street. love the Snyder movies they're are the Street same Street. people that are going to go to this festival where he shows all three of his films, and they're just not great. So, I want to talk about this. Talk to me, Goose. What is this love of the
0: Snyderverse? What is it? What at at its core, why are these movies Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, um you know, I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna throw Wonder Woman in there because that's that, that's Patty Jenkins. M- Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League. Um
1: Well, which why? version of Justice League are you talking
2: You're about? You saying what's the draw? What yes. is the appeal what's of the, the Snyder version? What's the love? Joseph? Why do people love
0: uh, it?
1: Uh
3: D C versus Marvel. and you just pick a side and they stand by it and blindly support it and you blindly support it that's what people just because that's the that's what's out there right now i i that's what people do and i think that's honestly a majority of it is is i love dc which i love marvel and so like to me like there's i'm going to be okay i'm pretty critical of marvel but usually i'm more biased towards like I'm going to make sure I watch more of Marvel and I might miss some DC and stuff like that. And so, but yeah, you're right. Like, why are people loving what's well, cause, not cause what worthy see, of that level of love? That's it's good is at like, some level, but it's not that but do
1: you also would you also agree that they're fundamentally flawed simply because Sna- Zack Snyder films movies a very specific way? Here, here's what. Here's what it is.
3: Okay, uh, Justice League... Justice League's Zack Snyder. Which one was better?
1: Out of the two? Oh, the two. Between Whedon we- oh. and Snyder. And, and
3: that's... I think that's it. Uh-huh. I because think, there's not a high bar of standard. Because we have the rare opportunity to compare two very... Uh, of the same movie, the very okay. two thing, and then you're like, oh, Snyder, Snyder, Snyder. Why aren't they doing what he did? Because that was 15 times better. Okay, that was like... 109 times better than you know the first cut right and stuff like that and so why are they not listening to Snyder they should have been listening to Snyder all this stuff like that that's been in the background for a while but there's the evidence to why aren't they doing it you know oh and wow, so I like I think that that that's I never I think thought
2: about it that way that's true it would be you have that unique it view would be like if you to it, compared though.
1: like Whedon's Avengers to the Russo Brothers adventures which Avengers is more enjoyable
0: well, the Russo's directed Infinity War and Endgame, and Whedon and did
1: The First Avengers. Oh. Okay. In the second one. <laughs> yeah. And he's also the same one that so originally So that's why did there's
2: a different feel now. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. That's and, and like yeah. So I, never, I
2: that's felt why that. there's a I different there, that, that's I've why never... there's
0: yeah. That's why there's a different feel between the Justice Leagues. That's why
1: like Joseph's right, you I always you're thought it was Russo's. comparing a product side by side and if you had to pick one every time, you're going to pick Steiner. Yeah. Because he didn't really get to finish his project anyway due to circumstances. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're right. You get to directly compare the two films. And you can't... There's. It's not like you're ever going to get to do that probably again. True. Very well True. said, True. I think. I've never thought about that. Yeah, that was great. I don't think that's it, but okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like what it has.
0: Well, I mean, like... I don't I don't like Batman versus Superman. Nope. No. Like no. it's Batman I, versus I, Superman I, Dawn of Justice. Please say the whole title. Sorry. <laughs> I
2: don't like Batman
0: versus Superman
2: Dawn of Justice. Thank you. I don't think most people do. Some people definitely don't. I love it. I think and, it's
1: a great and, film. and and, and Did I Did you? No. Know. Oh my god. I don't
0: gosh. I don't want to speak I don't want to speak for everyone in this room. I don't want to speak for like the multitude of people because it's not—it's not fair to say that, like, okay, the the blueprint that Marvel laid out was the right way to do it. It was though, but because I am that—that mm, that you're making, I'm—that's me. Was there something fundamentally wrong with that blueprint? With
1: Marvels? No. Yes. Not in the infancy. No. Like, and I mean think about it
2: you're gonna have to expand
1: on that in the next episode
0: if we we will if if we had like when we talk when we think about dc and we think about the snyderverse because without even really knowing it these movies get lumped into the snyderverse wonder woman aquaman does black adam does shazam does
2: is there a definitive list of what is Snyderverse, what isn't? Because I,
0: I always associate it time period. It's Man of Steel, Batman Man v Superman, v. Superman okay. Justice, Justice League. League, and that's it's it. it. It's really just those three oh, that he directed. That in, he directed, so. and that and that kind of make up the Snyderverse. But because, oh, but because he introduced those.
1: Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Ezra, yeah, he really gets. I think what
0: and cyborg we always well that's cyborg. true <laughs> i don't that know true. that i've ever
1: said it out loud i think the reason people love the snyderverse is because it was the first time that dc had a direction mm-hmm. you have one person who's really responsible for three projects that in some way connect to each other and have branched off to created other stories which is what marvel had done dc hadn't really done that right. and so I think it kind of goes with that, and what Joseph is saying is, like, out of the films that were available, Snyder was the best that we had. It was congruent because they acknowledged each other. It was the same. They had the same feeling. It was the same director, same feeling, whereas I think as Marvel went on... The first phase and the second phase have similarities. But once you get past the end of the Infinity Saga, there is a fundamentally different feel. And Marvel really started to change the blueprint on how they did things. I think DC's at an interesting point. Because as James Gunn starts to come into the picture, as Peter Safran starts to come into this picture and there is a vision for what he wants the DC Universe to be, you're going to start seeing, I think, how we felt about Marvel Phase 1. I think there will ultimately be another Justice League movie in the future. Maybe maybe 8 to 10 years from now. But I ultimately think what will happen is the same kind of... The reason Marvel felt different in its infancy is because it hadn't been done. So by the time we saw the Avengers on the screen, we were like, dude, this is cool. And we felt for those characters. I think we're going to experience that with DC. I do think that they're going to have to fight the comic book movie fatigue because it's there. Like, I have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think that they're in a unique position because we haven't really seen a lot of these properties done in the way that they're doing it. Like, Marvel's never really consistently taken an animated character, put it in a TV show, and then had that same actor be all the way through congruent. DC's doing that. Mm -hmm. They're taking the blueprint, they're making it their own, and and I think... I don't know that without having Zack Snyder made those movies and have some kind of congruency and catch popularity for the DC characters, I honestly don't know that DC would be where it's at. Like as much as I don't like to give credit to the Snyder verse, this is ultimately where my opinion has changed the most. I think those films, are, they're not great, but, th- but if you compare it to like what's come before, it's true. There's some of the better movies in DC, uh, and I forgot to that, mention. I good. forgot to mention
0: yeah. like Suicide Squad gets lumped into the Snyderverse, which one? And, uh, the first one, not James Gunn's. Okay. Um, okay. And to the a certain extent, the bad one. The bad one. Yeah. The bad one. David Ayer. Um oh, it had so much potential. Well, and see, that's that's the thing. It had so, so much potential. Uh, that like you said it right there. That's the word.
2: Potential. The. Potential. With the potential. Arrowverse and the
0: Snyderverse. So you know we've been we've been with the Arrowverse now for over ten ever, years. Over 10 years. ten years, we're on the ninth season of The Flash, and it's the final one. You know we're on our second like Superman show with Superman and Lois being you know on the CW. It's a great show and everything like that. But through the Arrowverse, we were introduced to Amanda Waller, and we got. A version of the Suicide Squad. We got Deathstroke. You know, all these really great things that got squashed because Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers didn't want those people on the yep. small screen. Mm-hmm. They wanted them on the big well, screen. Well,
1: and the other part is, like, the Batman movie wasn't supposed to be what it was. It was supposed to be Ben Affleck. He was supposed to write it. He was supposed to direct it. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that and he kind of let go because he said he didn't like the direction it was heading in and i uh, i ultimately believe be, and i so i just recently watched all of the fantastic beast films cuz i've been playing Hogwarts Legacy nice. and i've I'm far too many hours into that is and that great i'm it's a terrible human game. being i've learned the first curse and i'm just the worst person to give a one I, to but but i ugh. have all 3 so i johnny, have it johnny I depp it. is in Fantastic beast somewhere to find. Him. Mm-hmm. And he's in the Crime of Grinwald. He's Grinwald. Yes. He when you go to the third movie, oh. there is a different Grinwald. I know where you yep. go with this. <laughs> and it is a detriment to those films because it's not acknowledged. It's it is like a totally different character, right? Honestly, I like the the third one more. I like Out Mads. The, they didn't yeah, they didn't yeah. They, I like his they picked a good
0: guy. <laughs> better? Yeah. But I will the vision
1: they gave Johnny Depp was weird. Anyway, sorry. Like I like it better. But because Warner Brothers. And I think this is ultimately where DC's issue is is not with DC itself, it's Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Let me backtrack a little bit. James Gunn the only reason that he has a job at DC is because Marvel fired this dude for a tweet that he made years ago. He apologized, and people were straight. At, like every actor in Guardians was like, "We will quit," and Disney brought them back because whether you question Disney's decision or not, they're a family company. Yeah, yeah. Whether you agree with everything that they do, yeah. Warner Brothers, as they're filming the third movie, looks at Johnny Depp and says, "You got to go. <laughs> yep. We don't care if you did it or not. I don't care if it's alleged." You're not the woman. You got to go. Oh,
0: wait. Hold on. Yep. So, you're telling me they actually got rid of somebody prematurely into their movie that wasn't released yet?
1: Yes, but yep. they won't do it with but Ezra. They and Flash. Flash. But they <laughs> won't. But they will do with it with Ezra. <laughs> and we were all
2: sitting here terrified. Which I guess that that's they really... were going to Because this really brings. Correct us... me if
0: I'm wrong. Because, I mean, really, all Johnny Depp did was it was just character, you know, defamation. That's yeah. pretty much it. He uh, didn't, allegedly, he, he was alleged. He it didn't throw he a chair even? at somebody, did he? Or strangle uh, a woman? You, you, gotta, or... you gotta
1: say allegedly. Sean, we we'll Like Ezra allegedly has done those things. Allegedly, allegedly. So like, but Johnny but also probably. allegedly did those things. But they weren't. in the same way that Jonathan bad. Major has allegedly done some things. <laughs> that was the thing. We were all sitting here
2: worried just weeks ago that Jonathan Mayer was going to get. Fired and what that was going to yeah. do to the it still entire could. It direction. It could still
1: happen. We'll talk about it. It could definitely. <laughs> but but that changes everything. And to bring us to the future, but, as we kind of get yeah, to the end here, is yeah. like the future of DC. You know, James Gunn's really laid out the plan. It hinges on the Flash being successful because it does what DC always does. It reboots it. That's true. Yeah. To make it be congruent. If if they'll fire Johnny Depp from Fantastic Beast franchise. And be like, look, we're not going to acknowledge that your character's different. This dude's totally different than what he's been in the last two movies. You're gone. You got to go. Yeah. Marvel will fire James Gunn, who n- now is doing very well for himself. Yeah. And then there's Ezra and the anomaly that is the Flash. And I think this is like where we are at a flashpoint as far as DC's concerned. Because no problem, you have Ben no. Affleck. You have Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. You have Ezra. And Ezra is pretty, they, they are willing to take a risk on this movie despite the negative publicity that could be put in connection with it. So either A, they have to have this movie to launch Guns DC, or B, the movie's just that good. And if the movie is that good, yeah, buckle up
2: who was the actor recently reported uh, was it Leonardo DiCaprio who got a private showing of the new Flash movie It's Tom, Tom Cruise Tom Cruise Tom Cruise and
0: he called the, I knew did it you was not one know of those? those it was, uh, Tom Tom was Ma- Ma- it was was Ma- Ma- the Flash yes. and he
1: called the director yes. and thanked him for how good of a movie he, did. Yes. Yes. Wow. he
0: called Andy Muschietti and said wow. this w- he and this is and Tom, Tom Cruise like he's a critic he literally Cruise. told him this is the type of
1: movie that we need right now yeah, so theaters. this movie has to be this good because this is Tom Cruise this dude this is the guy a guy, guy who, who yelled
2: at his own like castmates hey. for Mission Impossible because he takes these things that seriously. Hey, so for him and for Maverick, joint. I
0: mean, hey, Maverick is a Maverick, fantastic movie. Top Gun oh, Maverick, it's so good. Saved so movie theaters. Absolutely, hundred percent. It saved movie theaters. Go on. And okay. so the Flash, I I agree. A. This is gonna be a great. This is film. a this is a reboot. I mean, it's going to be a re- reboot. And yeah. B. It's just that good of a film. I think it's just that good of a film. And I mean, you have to think about these things like this, the Arrowverse, the Snotiverse, the foundation of DC, everything, the Nolan trilogy, all of it. DC right now is looking for a win.
1: Like I think, I think we're gonna start seeing the rise.
0: They are, we are, yes. As
1: Marvel goes into a a decline, I think DC's gonna start. And what's crazy is like,
0: like we, like we call this, you know, we call this episode, you know, DC discourse: the rise and fall of DC on the big screen. No, that's another, (laughs) that's another podcast. Um, It's there. There hasn't been a fall for for them. For Marvel. For DC. Like, they haven't. They for... haven't fallen super, super hard, hard yet. Um,
2: like there's still a definite fall.
0: I reminder.
1: think it depends on how you look at like Black Adam it, and Shazam. Well, That's a pretty hard fall.
2: I like Black Adam.
1: That's fine. You're never gonna see him again. Let's get into this. Let's get into but, but, okay. Briefly, heart. let's okay. talk about like
0: pre- briefly. Yeah. briefly yeah. Bri- yeah. Just briefly on the on the Black Adam stuff.
1: <laughs> what do you want to talk about?
2: Okay, so that movie gets. Tons of hate. tons I'm gonna, of hate. I'm gonna tons explain of hate. to you why. That's what I want.
1: That's what. Do you want to know why? I want each of your opinions. On I'll go last because I'll have the most controversial. Okay. Sean. So, well, I think Sean and I are pretty similar <laughs> in how we view it, but I'll go last.
2: Let's go around the room. Let's try to give this a number rating and let's a reason why.
1: Start with Joseph.
2: Number rating.
3: Number rating. Like uh, one of through of ten, one 10 Ten. I'm a. Nine I'm nine. a. I'm a. One,
2: one through a hundred.
3: Sorry. No. Oh. oh no. Well. okay. No. Uh, that's a lot.
4: One to ten. That is everyone's scale. Fine. <laughs> it's annoyingly
3: Fine. Annoyingly Fine. You do your. You scale know what?
4: Anyway, you you want to do you can it? Add it a Two point,
1: in there. point nine. He did okay. that at a spike. He did that at a spike. Hey, man. Hey, man. But this is part of your podcast. You do your scale 2. the way you 9. want to do. It.
0: Goodness, not even because Rotten Tomatoes Why? does one to a hundred. Two point nine. Okay, well, reasoning. Two point nine out of a hundred. Two point nine out
3: of hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Two point nine out of ten. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dang, that would be awful. That was a pretty um, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I felt like too cheesy. Um, the Everyone's... weird, the kid situation Bro. was a little weird. The best here's what I'll say. Why it's a 2.9 while it has why it has 29 is because of Doctor Fate and the League of Justice, right? Is more, justice Society. Like, justice, I forget yeah. what they're called all the time. Justice that is Society. honestly the best part of the movie was <laughs> that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Um I do. And then towards the end of the movie, I knew obviously like Black Adam wasn't going to like he was giving up, but like that wasn't the end of the movie. But like it had a good point. But like Talk about like the idea of like a villain or anything. It felt meaningless and yeah. stuff. Um, I knew he wasn't dead. I was waiting for like the twists on okay, how's he gonna come back and fight, you know, and stuff. But overall the movie just felt lackluster. I wanted more and I wanted more to deal with uh the mag the magicians. I can't why can't I think right now? But anyways, I wanted a bit of Shazam in there. I yeah. wanted Something to do with that, or at least have something. But like that's okay. I can let go of no, that. That's good. But here's my thing: I don't like Venom. And to me, I look at some people love Venom. I don't know why. To me, they're one and the same.
1: Same reason you love, love so, Thor, Love and Thunder. So Wait, like, Wait, I I love Thor, Love and Thunder.
3: They're the same. Like you have this <laughs> anti-hero, anti-villain. I'll lean towards anti-villain, right? And you need that connection like why the heck is Venom there without like a bit of Spider-Man and stuff like that it makes no sense why he acts like Spider-Man kind of in a way crawling, swinging and stuff (laughs) but like to me I'm like come on give me something to feed off of and same with like Black Adam like he he was there before you know we have Shazam but there's you know anyways I'll, I'll, I'll stop the rant it was there's good things about it but not enough to make it a good movie
0: that's fair that's fair that's fair. Yeah. Who do you want to go next? Aware, I will so. definitely
2: go last since I, I have. You said last, opinion. damn it. I have okay, the I'll, go, I'll, doing. I'll, I'll go. Right yeah, I'll go right before Larry.
1: Uh, you don't. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'll go. What would you yeah, rate? T- it? T- I don't know. I I <laughs> just we started late I just have
0: <laughs> a I don't have a rating. I just have feeling. I need you, I need you to rate it,
3: please. Give me it. I'll give I, you one. Two point nine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my rating is my rating's five out of ten. Out of a hundred. Wow! <laughs> so two point okay. nine out of ten. I'm a huge fan of Dwayne Johnson. I love The Rock. Mm. I share the same sentiments with <laughs> Joseph in that when I went and saw Shazam: Fury of the Gods, I enjoyed it. It was fun, and I walked out of there feeling I was really sad. And I remember saying to Andy, I said, and uh, no, that's right. You didn't go with this. I remember saying to, to Andy, I was like, I hate the fact that DC could not get their stuff together and make these movies connect because this was fun. I'm saying this to Dwayne Johnson right now. Okay, I, I apologize
1: for him. Do ahead of time.
0: I need you to play a bad guy.
1: Yes. For your career. Add on to that. That's exactly right. You
0: need to play a solid bad guy. Yes. Not not this in-between stuff. Thank you. Not Hollywood rock like you did in in wrestling where people still liked you. You need to play a villain to where people actually legitimately don't like you. Yes. And it's okay. It's a movie. Like, it's it's a movie. It's not real life. Because... So much of Black Adam is rooted in Shazam. They are, they coexist. I give a pass to Venom because there's a whole separate comic book series about Venom being the lethal protector that made those movies make sense.
3: Flash though.
0: What do you mean? Well, Flash Thompson. Yes, you're right. I I understand that, but I will, I I will, I will give that. I'll give them that. And those actually... The they found a way to a make those entertaining and stuff. But I'm so sad that DC could not get their stuff together. And I'm sad that, that Shazam did not make money at the box office. The the Ooh. comic book movie... Yeah, very sad it, about that. The comic book movie stuff, the fatigue is real. Yeah. It's real. It is... It's real. It's stressing people out right now. It is the... It's the main sole reason that a movie like Black Adam, when people watch it, it is seen just as as it's seen just as another Dwayne Johnson movie. And that's not a good thing for for DC. It's not a good thing for Dwayne. And then Dwayne has the audacity to do the one thing that instantly the moment that his cameo was there and I left the theater, I left with the question of how long, though? And that was him bringing Henry Cavell back as Superman. Because instantly it reignited the fires of the Snyder people.
2: And got snuffed out in a second. And then it got yes. Second.
0: And now things are in this awkward period. To where, honestly, I think the reason why Shazam didn't make any money is because people are literally like, This movie means nothing.
1: It's pointless. Yeah.
0: They're about to reboot everything in June anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, this this means nothing for me. I don't need to go see it. And you have your Snyder fans who are so gun ho about the Snyderverse that they saw Henry and Black Adam and were like, This is the greatest thing ever! Life's complete! Henry's back! JK. And then Henry's gone. Gosh!
2: And to and, be clear, he was never fired.
0: And Yes, he was, he was never, never hired. hired.
2: He was just never rehired. He was
0: never hired. And so, to me black adam and shazam fury of the gods all that's happened right now is it has created probably some of the most awkward feeling stuff that's happening right now in dc Mm. there is so much it's so awkward this dialogue (sighs) this back and forth this calling out this well dwayne did this and zachary levi did this and these higher-ups did this and uh, it is it's weird it's weird and it's awkward right now and I just hope that they can squash that stuff before June gets here, because it can be a great film. The Flash can be, but if no one goes to see it, <laughs> and it's just a reboot, it's all for nothing.
1: Andy, huh? what are your thoughts on Shazam? Rating or thoughts. Black Adam? Very Black quickly, Adam? what'd you give it? Out of a hundred. <laughs> Yeah, 100? Andy. I'm gonna keep it one to ten. You gonna do it out of a hundred million. I mean,
2: even a 10, one you know. to, 100, 100, 100. 100, 100, one okay, to ten. One
1: to ten. Two
4: point nine. We're doing one to a hundred. Uh-huh. I'm gonna give it, you know, a rating like what Sean just gave. Out of five.
1: Of out of a hundred. Out of a hundred. Wow. These people
2: are hard. You guys are <laughs> you're savage. Basically,
1: right? just like a hot garbage only, set on fire.
2: Do you guys be, write up freaking yeah, I'm, reviews I'm, on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, was, like, no, okay. Creatures.
4: I'm saying this because I watched the movie twice. I saw it with with Sean, yeah, and I watched it a second time with another friend of mine.
1: should not be named. That. That's fine. Yeah, we won't. That's fine. Baltimore? <laughs> Voldemort? I'm <laughs>
4: not supposed to say it. Sorry. So yeah, I saw it twice. I'm not scared of you. And the biggest takeaway that actually, that I could enjoy of the movie both times mm-hmm. is the Justice Society. Yeah, Doctor By far F- the best part of the movie. Dr. Yeah. Fate. Dr. Fate. Black Adam. Very well done. Or not Black Adam. Hawkman. Hawkman. Is, oh, oh is, yeah. Those two alone yeah. made the movie.
1: And we'll probably never see them again. And,
4: and,
0: and I'm, I, I think we will. I know there's a lot of people who don't like who don't like the Justice Society in this movie. I'm sorry, like
1: it was a better movie it than great. Justice League. It, yes. yes.
2: Oh, by far. So, so giving
4: that, Good I news. will say yes. The only redeeming fact that I can find with Black Adam is the Justice Society and what they did in that movie. That's it. I will like I've watched it twice. I'm not gonna watch it a third time. I'm probably not gonna ever watch it. So that's my take on it. Thank um, you, Andrew. I'm never I appreciate watch that. Black Adam, probably ever again. Zach.
2: All right. So here's the differing opinion. opinion. Opinions. 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 <laughs> uh, help word. me see So out of 10, I would give it somewhere between of course it does a, a 6.5 and 7. Wow. Whoa. It would be somewhere in that range. So we'll, we'll say 6.8. Wow. Right there. Uh, reason B. It's high. It is, it is. I. What did they pay you to give that right? So here's the reason, as as a comic book fan, first. Mm. The reason I liked that movie was because I was so afraid that they were going to be like, and this is Shazam's villain. And all this movie was going to be about was Shazam and him being his villain. They didn't even mention that dude. <laughs> There's a reason for this that so, I'll talk about. I like that they made him have his own backstory detached from Savannah I liked that he was an antihero rather than a villain because in the comics on several comic iterations he is an antihero he a lot of times fights alongside the heroes he just only does things his way and they really showed that off in that movie which I really appreciate the Justice Society as we've all said was just a treat was just a a treat Dr. Fate everything that went on with him hawkman which no one has talked about made me sad hawkman i really enjoyed him i really enjoyed, so I enjoyed hawkman in that movie yeah, more absolutely. than i did absolutely. in the justice league animated series that's a big take that's,
1: yeah i
2: don't I disagree have, i have some strong feelings sometimes. but uh you're strong man oh, stronger boy i work out we work out no, but uh <laughs> i would <laughs> i would definitely th- those are i'll will say that, that those are my reasons i'll need room oh Oh my god, oh this man standing up. Oh I need you. I'm trying. I'm dancing.
1: Here's why your candy ass is wrong!
2: Gosh dang it!
1: <laughs> you, you smell what the rock is cooking! <laughs> and that's why that movie's terrible, because here's the thing. Dang it. He, <laughs> dang it. He looked at DC and said, I'm going to change the hierarchy of power. And he doesn't like Zachary Levi's casting. And he said, I'm going to make a Dwayne Johnson movie because I'm passionate about Black Adam, even though I've never talked about it. (laughs) And it's the same reason why Vehicle Identification Number Diesel kicked him out of Fast and Furious. Oh my God, I didn't know that's what you were talking about at first. A damn villain. He refuses <laughs> to be the bad guy. He absolutely should have been the villain. He absolutely should have been Shazam's villain. And when Dwayne Johnson calls you and tells you to put on the cape and be in this movie, you're not going to tell him no. But here's the That's thing. True. Warner Brothers never told him that Henry Cavill was going to be in the next movie. That's true. Well, and So I give the movie out of 100? Oh, oh, oh. 2.9. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: Dude. I would I would definitely all the negative sides are everything Dude, that you guys as a up. Dwayne
1: Johnson movie? 80 out of hundred.
2: But it wasn't It
1: was absolutely a Dwayne Johnson movie. The
2: things that bothered you guys and it was very much a Dwayne Johnson movie. He
1: could have funded very it much. under the WWE banner. Dude, he probably did. He 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 <laughs> did it under his production company. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So Dude, no all one. that it one sh- one. definitely should have been more characterized more dc guys yes, mark, 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 and way marketing. less he was in charge of the marketing he, here's here's the thing about dwayne johnson he only marketed
1: it no one else did
2: because no. when dwayne johnson does a
1: movie the only person that is a bigger star than dwayne johnson is nobody
2: well here's the thing about dwayne johnson as an actor He's very much a Will Smith kind of actor. He slapped. Whoa, he gets in whoa, 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 whoa! Let me, let me finish this finish. I topic. don't agree <laughs> with that. I don't agree with that. I'm so sorry, whoa. Dwayne.
1: Let me let me finish. This I'm slide. so sorry. Oh, boy, you
2: freak out. Okay. You keep so this damn name out of your mouth, you candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you see Dwayne Johnson in a movie, just like Will Smith, in my opinion, I see. Dwayne Johnson as Dwayne Johnson, just like I see Will Smith as Will Smith. But when I see a movie with Johnny Depp, I see whatever fucking character he's portraying. That's fair.
1: I mean, when you see John Cena in a movie, you don't see him at all. That's true. <laughs> all right, all right. In,
2: in,
0: in, in closing, though, in, 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 closing in closing and wrapping this up, I I do firmly believe, though, that a lot of – the laurels and the struggles that DC is facing right Laura now. Laurel Lance like, is a struggle. Is, I was like, wait. Was, <laughs> uh, like, Next. so much of this drama, right now at least,
1: Seems like it's is
0: because they won't, yes, is because of the WB and because they won't... Bend. They, yes. they w- They refuse... They, they refuse to like just let something be something and and i I think there's a lot to be said looking ahead to DC that you know someone like James Gunn and Peter safran are coming in with fresh ideas a fresh outlook um and a just a new mindset of what can these characters really be how can how can these characters really be you know we talked about in the beginning of this podcast about how you know so much there no one's been able to relate to superman I think James Gunn is going to be able to do that with Superman legacy like, that he's going to direct because it's such write. a special character yeah. to him. Exactly.
1: I mean, he's recently said that the day that the movie releases yeah. is his dad's birthday. Birthday. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and um, his, dad's, his dad's. You know, you mentioned
0: you mentioned wanting to see the Bat Family. I think we're going to get that with Brave and the Bold. You're going to have Damian. You it's know, gonna be pretty cool. Yes. Super exciting.
2: That's what I was wondering. We do have a Damian. We're so gonna, it, yeah, it's gonna be
0: damn It's gonna be all. It's gonna be all.
1: He it. wanted it to really be like a father and son story, but he said we will have Robin. It will be Damien. Yeah, Nightwing will be in it. Like, like it is about Jason. Jason Todd will probably be in it. And so Jason can. is yeah. gonna be secret. Yeah. <laughs> and and the cool <laughs> yeah. thing about it is like you know the casting will be people that we don't know.
0: Yeah. It, it's gonna be a fresh new, a fresh new DC, and I think that's what everyone has honestly been one has been wanting, whether we know it or not. And when we get to episode two, which episode two is gonna it's gonna be, be all, marvelous. It's gonna be marvelous because oh it's it's, God. it's <laughs> hosted by your stream it's all about Marvel. Laren's gonna take us through that one. That's gonna be wonderful. Some of some of what we're gonna talk about through these episodes that you're gonna see as a, a recurring theme also is we're gonna be talking about comic book fatigue. It is a real thing that people are facing right now for the first time in a long time, probably forever. Yeah. Marvel's facing immense fatigue fatigue because people just aren't feeling that Marvel spark that used to be there. And DC has been feeling that fatigue for a long time. (laughs) Like they've been managing that fatigue for a long time. Sure, but
2: the big thing is like, right now, I am so excited to see where DC goes. Well, but with Marvel, yeah. I don't know if I want it to continue.
1: Well, and that's something that yeah. we'll talk about um, yeah. in, in our next episode because that's uh, I don't want to give too much away. But that's right.
0: But we want to thank you for joining us for Brothers of the Half Circle, Episode One.
1: DC episode. Uh this is the Snyder cut, by the way. That's this is unedited. Snyder cut. Oh, it definitely. went far longer than we thought. This is the Snyder Cut. No, but this has
0: been it's been really fun getting to talk with with all you guys and we hope that, you know, if there's something that you feel like we missed even in this first episode, something that is, you know, a bigger part of the D C story. Let us know about it. We'd love to hear from you guys. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say Wonder Woman? Yeah. Right. Hey. Look, we'll Wonder Woman. The first Wonder Woman is great. So good. Eighty four sucked. Eighty four was by far <laughs> okay, the most Y'all superior yeah, film not out like of the nineteen sixty nine. Not Linda Carter. No. Oh, okay.
1: Eighty four was way better of a film. I'm just going to end it there. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry. Oh, we'll we'll cut this out. <laughs> No,
3: we'll keep Please it, but anyway, <laughs> any, anyway. But if you
0: seriously, All if there's something you out, feel like we missed, let us know, know about it. Uh, we would love to continue this DC uh, conversation because there is a lot, it is an ever changing story. Um, you know, The Flash comes out this summer.
1: We will be doing a review. We will
0: be doing a review of that, and you can also expect us to uh, maybe just do, like, a, like kind of a... Maybe we'll, we'll live stream
1: that review. We'll have maybe Ezra we'll Miller it. on the podcast. Oh, I've said it to you first. Ezra Miller will oh be on this podcast, God. and we'll be talking oh, about it.
0: Please. Please. Don't quote him on that. Yeah. But- <laughs> quote me.
1: I want you to quote me. If he shows up, I'm leaving.
2: Like,
1: <laughs> if, <he shows> up, <laughs> they, if they
2: show up. Um, Yo, wait, true. is that? Yes, okay. yes it's that too is. much for right now. <laughs> Any, anyway,
0: anyway, no, no, I've been Sean. <laughs> this is Andy. This is Larry. I don't know who I've been. This is Zach, and this is Joseph. And for Christian, also, uh, we're signing off, and we'll <laughs> we'll see you guys very soon. He's not dead. Right. Goodbye. 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 Bye. And that's a wrap on this episode of Brothers of the Half Circle. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on the latest movie news, TV shows, and pop culture happenings. Don't forget to follow us on social media to stay up to date on all the latest news and join the conversation. We're always on the lookout for new topics to discuss and would love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So until next time, keep watching, reading, and exploring the world of movies, TV, and pop culture. And as always, thank you for tuning in to the Brothers of the Half Circle.